Chris, they say music is a universal language that makes the world go round. Everyone can speak it. Everyone can hear it. It is something that transcends human speech. And we have on a premier film composer. He is film Will and Harper. It's premiering at the Sundance Film Festival. And his resume above that is phenomenal. Thank you so much. Great to be with you guys. Thank you, my friend. What you do is nothing short of phenomenal. I am a huge fan of music. I was a musician as a young child. Nowhere near the status of what you do. But I have to say, I am a fan of everything you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. What brought you into this world of music? We talk about living our dreams. Yeah. What made a young Nathan say, I want to dedicate my life, my passion to music? Well, I grew up around a lot of music. My father was a folk performer in New York City in the 1960s. Um, I started playing guitar when I was about 10 years old um, and immediately started writing music. Sure. Um, I was not that taken with, you know, lessons and practicing and stuff like that, but I always wanted to create my own work so kind of immediately and then you know the relationship between music and film sort of happened in parallel for me so i was writing recording music playing in bands in new york city touring and at the same time i spent a lot of time um with film going to the cinema in new york to our sort of great repertory cinema that we have in new york city film forum anthology film archives yes. as a source of inspiration um, I wasn't even really thinking about film music, really, sure. at that time. Um, but, in fact, I always took a lot of inspiration for my own music and compositions and songs from watching films. Um, I remember being a teenager, uh, watching Rosemary's Baby at home, and staying up all night writing pieces that were just sort of inspired by my feelings from having that experience. Um, so, later on... Um, when I sort, I wound up sort of putting these things together um, when some editors asked me for some music for some people who were familiar with other work of mine, sure. and um, suddenly like these things sort of snapped into place. Yeah. Um, and my sort of love of cinema, which had always like inspired my music so much, um, and and my work as a musician and a performer, suddenly kind of came together, and it happened very quickly. Um, but you know, my friends had joked that always always seemed very obvious, but. Again, it occurred to me kind of later on. That's right. That's when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That musical journey is fantastic. To have the fact that you have supportive parents that are bringing you into this world. You have so many people in the arts that are yeah. coming from different backgrounds. The fact that you had, were propelled into it like that, kind of, that's what a, what a life, what a way to grow up to be in the arts. That's true. And, you know, following these things is, is tricky. So I, you know, I spent a lot of time doing um political work i have many sort of different interests and i always sort of you know you're sort of torn between all the different things that you love um and so something that i love about this particular work um doing these film scores like we have here when i get these commissions is it brings together um a number of different things that i love so like making music dramatic stuff also dealing with as in many of the documentary films you know, you're dealing with social issues, you're dealing with literature, you're dealing with um, uh, psychology. Uh, it's funny, I, I was also raised around a lot of therapists and psychoanalysts, and I actually think that my uh, approach to film scoring is often a very psychological one. And I am often thinking about, you know, Freud and like sort of like, you know, sort of deep desires and, you know, the unconscious. Um, so there's something about this kind of work that brings together many things that I've always kind of loved and um, 
uh, been compelled by. So you could put on those heartstrings for that experience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's absolutely right. It's so great where you're pulling inspiration from. Yeah. Now, right now, this is not your first rodeo here at Sundance. I mean, you are very well accomplished. You have Will and Harper going on right now. That's I'd right. love to hear a little bit about that film and your other experiences at Sundance. Yeah. Well, we're very excited about Will and Harper. Um, it's a really beautiful film, um, and it's a documentary film that uh, tells the story of, you know, Will Ferrell, yeah. um, wonderful comedian um, and, and actor. Um, and his friend who during COVID, they, you know, they go way back. It was his writing partner, the person who really championed him as a performer. They'd sort of had their whole lives together. His friend contacts him and tells him that he has transitioned and is transitioning. Yes. And, you know, they, they've not actually seen each other in person. And they're going to have this experience where they decide they're going to go on a road trip together and sort of use this as a way to sort of explore Harper, the friend's journey, and sort of the journey of their, the development of their friendship and their relationship. Um, so it's a very beautiful, uh, moving, touching film, um, but which is also very gentle and very kind of delicate with its subjects and with the audience. Um, and I, I think people are really going to connect with it um, yeah. and really love it. Um, and it speaks to you know, both the specifics of this particular story, um, but there are also many kind of universal aspects that it has um, in so many ways. And I, I think it'll be really moving for people. And then, you know, musically, uh, you know, we really connected with, you know, the kind of is in the score. Yeah. A lot of the role of the music was to sort of be inspired by this feeling of a very delicate internal feeling of becoming and of growth and of friendship and of sort of hope and resilience in the face of some really difficult emotional feelings. Um, and and that was something I, I feel we were able to do really nicely. And um, we're just, just really very proud of the whole experience. Um, incredible director, Josh Greenbaum. Um, it was a really, really lovely film. I mean, to be trusted with this story. Music is going to bring so much to this, and this is obviously something very personal yeah. to Will and his friend. Harper, this is huge. And to be trusted with this, how does that feel as a composer to be looked at, to be commissioned to come on a film like this for such a personal, personal piece? I, um, It's very important to me. It means a lot to me. I take it very seriously. And, you know, we were talking about sort of psychology before. I think one of the things that I think about a lot when I'm doing film scores um, that I really focus in on is being authentic to the emotional point of view of the character and the protagonist that I'm dealing with. Be it, you know, in a uh, nonfiction film like this or in a fiction film, uh, it doesn't matter. Either way, being sort of truthful to that inner experience, not getting ahead of it, not having the music feeling like it's an external commentary, like it's the sweaty hand of the composer, the director, no. And if, because as a viewer, I, and I think most people, even if they're not aware of it, when you feel that a meaning is being imposed from the outside in the music, it annoys you. And it takes you out of the experience and you don't trust the movie. And I think it's very important to be very kind of sensitive to that feeling and then have that inform from the unconscious the creation of, of the music um, and staying really true to that. Um, and, you know, again, our director, Josh, was really helpful in kind of talking about these ideas and talking this through with me. And um, I, 
you know, that was sort of a thing there. And um, I would say that principle um, has been, you know, pertinent for many of the films that I've scored, including some recent Sundance films. So a couple of years ago, um, we had Emily the Criminal with Aubrey Plaza was one. Similarly, this is a character with a lot of anger, a lot of, you know, a lot of tough feeling for the situation that she's been dealing with in her life. And the, that 100% informs the vibe of the score. Yeah. There's the tension of sort of the criminal aspect, but it's really about how she feels, her anger, her tension, her sort of, you know, resentment at what she's dealing with. And also at the same time, in other moments of the music, her hopes for what might be another you know, a better life and a better world for her. Oh, yeah. Um, another film we had that same year was called Watcher, um, directed by the great uh, Chloe Kuno. And this is a suspense thriller starring Micah Monroe, living in Eastern Europe for the first time, convinced that maybe her neighbor across the street is stalking her and might be a murderer. And nobody believes her. And you don't know throughout the movie if she's right or not. Yeah. You'd have no idea. But the music is going to speak to how she's feeling no, inside no. and is going to speak to her feel and speak to her emotional state. Um, and so, in a sense, all these, you know, recent Sundance films, which are so disparate in so many ways, plot-wise, still are unified um, in approach for me musically by being sort of true to the emotional state of the characters Um and also, I think the other thing that I think about a lot is just like, and this is a little more touchy-feely, just like the vibe. Yeah, just the overall aesthetic experience of the world that we're in. Because that's that's one of the things that um, music can really do for a film is just yeah. define this sense of place, this vibe, the experience of stepping into the film. Because, yes, there's character and, yes, there's story. But, you know, when we experience a film, it's beyond just like if your buddy tells you a story of like, so this happened to me on a Tuesday. It's not just that. It's the whole affect of it. It's the feeling. Uh, and I think music is, uh, you know, a really special part of that. Talking about exciting projects that are going on. Camp Courage. Yeah. Netflix. Oscar shortlist. This is fantastic. We need to hear more about this. Yeah. Uh, Camp Courage is a very inspiring, very beautiful film. Painful, but ultimately incredibly hopeful. Um, it deals with a young girl and her grandmother who are refugees um, of war in Ukraine. And um, the girl has lost her mother. She's being raised by her grandmother, um, directed by Max Lowe. And they go to a camp um, known as Camp Courage, run by the Mountain Seed Foundation, um, which basically helps child survivors of war um, in dealing with trauma um, and in sort of rebuilding their own emotions and psychologies using um the technique of courage through mountain climbing oh wow um founded um founded and run by psychiatrists and also um by um american combat war veterans who were dealing with their own trauma a character in this movie is an incredible guy um it's a really very inspiring movie um that we need very much now i think in this time um i did the score with my old friend chris ruggiero um who i collaborate with a lot um i also wrote a song for the film which plays in the um and credits which which has gotten a lot of love that we're very happy about um and yeah i, I would love for people to see the film and uh it's it's a really really special movie it sounds like something that's going to really have an impact and change people's lives moving forward 
I hope so. Yeah. And I think it's interesting. There's even just as a parent, I think there's a lot to learn really for anybody sure, sure. Um, uh, about about children and parenting. Um, but then especially in the, you know, in the larger sense yes. for children of war, survivors of trauma. Um, there's there's really quite a lot to get from it. Um, Max Lowe is the great director. Um, Netflix, definitely wonderful to see. Do check it out. Everybody, please check this out. These are movies that are going to make an impact. These are the stories that need to be told. And again, because of your phenomenal music, it's going to make all the difference, really. We you know right away when, when you're listening, when you're editing the film, without the sound, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not where it needs the same. That full like a pool orchestra needs to be there. Yeah, that's right. That, oh, yeah. absolutely right. 100%. Now, I love your approach to composing. What you're doing is you're looking at the emotion of the film, the characters, and you're almost getting out of the way to actually be in the forefront. For young composers that are starting, it is always difficult when you're new in a business to put your ego to the side to say, maybe I have to put the, the film first over my own aspirations. Any advice you would give these young up-and-coming composers to kind of step out of their way of their ego and kind of listen to the film first? Well, it's tough because, of course, your ego is also important. Yes. And the directors, the people who are commissioning you, they love your, you know, if they love your music, like that's why they're going to bring you in because they've heard your music and there's something in you that they're going to respond to. So I think it's important that people be true to themselves, you know, find the thing sort of within them and find the way to really express that um, and really be able to define that um, and sort of develop your own musical voice. And your and some, look, your musical voice also is going to come out whether you want it to or not. Um, and I, there's scores that I'll do that to me are totally different from one another. Um, and they might be stylistically, sonically, but friends of mine will be like, oh, that's one of those real Halpernian <laughs> chord changes in there. And I won't even have thought of it. I'm not trying to put a signature on it, just like it sort of emerges from within you. Um, and so I do think that's important. I think sometimes people will... You know, people, if, if you're being commissioned to score a film, um, you know, you really want to give it the same, you know, heart and soul sure. as you do for all your own sort of separate compositions that are not for a commission. Um, but I would also say, you know, when I got into scoring films, it wasn't something I even knew was a profession. Sure, sure. I mean, I was vaguely aware of it, but I, it was not something I really thought about. Um, I think... For younger people who are sort of aspiring to this, I think that's great, and it's cool that they're ahead of the curve. I really do. Um, but at the same time, just like with anybody in the arts, you know, focusing on your craft is important, but it's also important to experience life and to have your work as, again, for anyone in the arts, not just be informed by the influence of other works that you like, or, but also like you do need to have some sense of what's happening in the world. Oh, yeah. And you do need to read The Economist and you do need to go out and like have your heart broken and like have weird, bad, beautiful, terrible things happen to you. And you know, you bring all of that yeah. to your work. So I do think it's important to not just be, you know, too enclosed or too overly, you know, careerist or sure. something. You know, I think that's very important i mean ambition is important and hustle is important it has its place but you know really the reason that any of us 
I think are doing something in the arts and in music in the first place is because there's something emotionally that we want to express. And, you know, the greatest blessing of, you know, doing work in the arts is being able to take any feelings that you have, even terrible ones, yeah. and sort of, you know, turn them in a sort of alchemical way into something beautiful. Um, and so I, I think that's very important for everybody. Yeah. It's like you're a mentor to these people in our audience. Who are your mentors? I'm kind of curious. Please, thanks. Interesting question. Um, I don't know that I've had mentors in the classic sense, um, but um, certainly as far as film work goes, um, some of the first editors that I worked with, um, Donna Shepard, who I worked with on Marina Abramovich, Marina Abramovich, The Artist is Present, HBO film, which was my first film here at Sundance, um, you know, really taught me a tremendous amount um, just about engaging in the film process. And also with somebody who encouraged the film team. So this was someone who really believed in my music and encouraged the film team to really take a chance on someone who had never scored a film. Um, and, uh, you know, that's something I'm very grateful for. And I think everybody needs those moments, yeah. you know. Um, I think that's something that was very important. Um, I, as a younger person, I also had, I, I think this is relevant too, um, I... I had a sort of, uh, not a literal, but a figurative older brother type figure that as a te when I was a teenager, it really it turned me on to some of like the really great music to like the Stooges and the Velvet Underground and the birthday party and to like weird movies and stuff like that. And um, I think those kinds of figures in your life are really important. And I think a lot of those interests that I got turned on to you know as a younger person are still very much with me today oh that's beautiful absolutely are you kidding me you can tell the passion you have yeah. for talking about this past life yeah. past in your life but right now talking about past what is future right now for nathan what is next projects coming up what is next for you um a lot of stuff under ndas that i can't be too specific about um but you know in short a couple of different series um and these are things that speaking very broadly about um, incorporate elements of both very dark, very scary, very tragic, um, uh, and also um, arcs of redemption and hope. Um, and I think these kinds of um, things that have opposition within them in a story, um, things that are overdetermined in terms of feeling and vibe and ambiance, um, or that's the stuff I'm most drawn to. So musically, something that's both beautiful and terrible. And then something in which you have, and then in a film score, when you have a relationship between the music and the image in which you have, in which it's overdetermined, in which the image might be saying one thing, but the music is saying something else. And within that is saying something else. These levels of complexity and sort of things that are beautiful and terrible that to me is like and tragic and funny. Sure, yes. That to me is like that's what life is all about. That's for me like what the arts are all about. Um, and I think these things are things that will honor that sort of uh, vibe and that ethos. This sounds. I'm excited about that. This sounds very very exciting. For those watching, how can we find out more information about you? Social media is places we can look you up. Where they can look us in your music. Where can our fans find more about Nathan? Uh, well, my name is Nathan Halpern, and uh, there's Spotify, there's uh, Vinyl, 
there's websites and Instagram and all that stuff is all out there. It's all out there, everybody. Use the Google. It's easy to use. You can figure it out. Well, yeah. Absolutely. It has been a pleasure having you here. Your passion about music is so transcending. It makes me just want to, like, right now, just, I want to listen to everything. I want to be a brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> and you can tell I love it. I love passionate artists. You have that passion. It inspires us. It's going to inspire our viewers. Thank you so much for taking the time. We know you're busy. So much. Really. You are inspiring. Thank you so much. It's really good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody.